At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is Beth Center on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. And welcome in. It is VSIN Bet Center as we continue with our 56 hours of coverage leading up to Super Bowl 56 on this uh, Super Bowl weekend. It's a beautiful time to be a sports better as we've got Jeff Parles. I'm Ben Wilson. Brian Ortega, our man behind the glass, uh, the, the concierge himself, who's been he's been a busy man all week, Jeff. But uh, and we're going to be busy, too, because we have four hours to talk about one game. But we could probably talk about this game for eight hours, I think. Oh, we've been talking about how many, to. how many hours are we into our 56 hours I'm, of coverage? I'm bad tw- at math. I'm this not is, the this person is, to ask. This is hour 27, I believe, now. Yeah. If my math is correct. I think We're you're right We're almost halfway that. home now. 27 out of, yeah, yeah, almost there. Look at that. We'll, we'll, bridge, we'll bridge the halfway point as we continue on. And, you know, you look at it right now, Jeff, so much of the talk, at least entering the weekend, when we normally see such a large percentage of the handle come in on the Super Bowl was, all right, when was the, or... Would the Rams money come in? And it appears as though, at least at a lot of shops, it has started to. And as we sit right now, we're at four or four and a half money lines now. In some spots, have gotten back up to that uh, minus 200 mark here, Jeff. Yeah, I, I, I was a little bit surprised to see that a little bit because usually, Ben, you see the way that these games are usually bet is you see the underdog get hit on Saturday into Sunday into the game and then a late flurry on the favorite if the favorite is a popular favorite. Uh, so I was a little bit surprised to see the minus 200s, the minus 190s reappear after seeing minus 180, minus 175. I thought we were going to hit minus 165 on the Rams' money line before kick. It does not seem to be getting anywhere close to that by the time this game kicks off. And lowest watermark I see right now in the market. There are a couple minus 185s out there, but we are, I mean, behind us at Circa was is probably the biggest a site of that Rams, not necessarily buyback, but just the surge of Rams money coming in. Minus 202. That is essentially, Jeff, the uh, the high watermark in the, in the market. Back to four and a half. Uh, for, for a lot of the books, there are still some fours out there as well. And our total heading, uh, holding pretty steady at 48 and a half. Uh, Jeff, we are going to discuss all of the the various ways you can bet this game from the prop market, and that's why we have a four-hour show. It's going to take us I mean, basically all four hours to get to get through all of the props. We have some really exciting guests coming on as well. Pete Rose joins us in a little under a half hour. We'll have Mike Pereira, the Fox NFL officiating expert, who's going to be our expert tomorrow on the VEASAN big game betcast. He'll be uh, right here in the Circus Studios breaking down all the uh, the officiating and is a fellow officiating nerd, Jeff. You and I, we're, we're big fans we're very, of we're, we're big we're fans very, of Mike. We're, we're very excited for both. We're giddy for that conversation. For both Pete and, uh, and Pereira. Yeah. And of uh, course, Dwayne, and, 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 and I was about to say, our guy Dwayne. Who, we cannot uh, neglect 
the Kalouch. Can't, can't, can't neglect the nicest guy in the city. Exactly. So we're going to get into all of that. Let's just start, though, with, with side and total, Jeff. As we sit here, it is Saturday night, 9 p.m. on the East Coast. We talked about some of the movement coming in on the money lines, which could appeal to some. Do you have anything in pocket on your side or total for this game? No, actually, which is a pretty big shock if you know how I usually operate, Ben. But yeah. no, I think the number is right. I, I, I considered four and a half. Considered taking four and a half with Cincinnati. They have defied logic in this postseason. Their offensive line has been eviscerated the whole way through. They've been out yarded. They've been out yard per play so far this postseason. Uh, they were down. <laughs> they were down 21-3 in Arrowhead Stadium in the AFC Championship game. It didn't matter. They're still they're here. Uh, but Ben, in the end, I ended up not bothering. Just the the mismatch up front when the Bengals have the ball feels just so big to overcome. Now I'm not going to count the Bengals out. I'm going to give them a real shot. Uh, but the only thing that the only result in this game that would surprise me would be Bengals by wipeout, a Bengal two score mm-hmm. three score win. That would surprise me. All other three things, Rams close, Rams big, Bengals close, all in play for me. It's funny you mentioned, too, that specific matchup. And it, as you talked about how this is such a unique game to bet on that is just so much different than any others for a wide variety of reasons. But one of those reasons being you have a two-week buildup where it is the the thing, really the only thing talked about in the wide sports media, sports betting discussion and some of these narratives, and we did the exercise on the betting across America with the Mike Pritchard earlier this week of trying to figure out, all right, which narratives actually have merit to them. And the one that I've heard a lot that has, has kind of gotten hammered into the ground, so to speak, is this idea that the Bengals offensive line, they cannot block the Rams. And we have almost, we've gotten to this, this weird circular point where we, we, we've reached that position, Jeff, where at some point people started to say, all right, this is such a ridiculous narrative that is being pushed. Like, yes, there is a mismatch there, but we are getting so out in front of ourselves on it that actually with a two-week time period to adjust here, that presumably Cincinnati will find a way to, to prevent the Rams from uh, from getting to the quarterback and Joe Burrow and, and essentially wreaking havoc on the game. Where do you stand on the two sides of that, Jeff? Because I've heard both sides of, of like, this is the way you, you look at the handicap on the Rams' dominance. And I've also heard... This is a totally farcical thing, and we are we're totally overblowing this because Joe Burrow is this uh, this godlike figure. Well, that's the thing. Like you look at the, like I just said, the logic has been defied this whole postseason. That's that's, that's by true. Cincinnati. And look, it, here's the other thing with the Rams' defense. You look at the way that their defense is made up. You have the best defensive player in the NFL, and Aaron Donald. You have Vaughn Miller, who looks like his old self again. You have Leonard Floyd, who is extraordinarily underrated. That guy is really good on the other edge. You have average linebacking core, average linebacking core. And then you have a secondary where Jalen Ramsey is great. The rest of the corners are mediocre. And you have Eric Weddle, who was legitimately on the golf course (laughs) in week 18, calling the – he's the guy with the headset in on the defense in this game. He was not playing. He was retired for a whole season and then came back for the playoffs. So, look, there are places to exploit Cincinnati or for Cincinnati's mm-hmm. offense to exploit the Rams' defense. It's going to have to be Burrow getting the ball out quick. That's part of the reason that one of my props that we'll get to our props throughout this show, there's one prop in particular that I was on from the get-go that I still really like because the numbers are still out there on this certain one because of the way the Rams cover not Jamar Chase, but other Cincinnati wide receivers are going to be good options prop wise, mm-hmm. even, even still right now, because those numbers haven't gotten out of the way you see on your screen right now, 
Joe Burrow passing props uh, from BetMGM. I will say this, and I'll give away one of my bets that I like so far and already have in my pocket actually at a worse number than this uh, that BetMGM has. So a bad job shopping around by me here. But I don't think Joe Burrow's throwing a pick in this game. I The way that I expect Cincinnati's offense to be is just quick hitters, mm-hmm. easy throws. You're not really throwing into traffic. Burrow is willing to take sacks, as we've seen through this postseason. I, I don't think I think Burrow's going to play a clean game. And the two interceptions we've seen Burrow throw in this postseason, a ridiculous interception in the Tennessee game that was as good of a catch as we've seen all year from a defensive player. And then the interception by Snead was almost as good as that. So I, I that's one that I have in the account. That's one that will be on my top 10 props for this game as we go through the show. Burrow under a half interception or Burrow not to throw an interception or Burrow to throw an interception, no. Wait, However wait, it's worded. <laughs> However it's worded. Just take no interception for Joe there's Burrow a, There's in this a lot game. of wording. All right, way, yeah. way to whittle it down, though, Jeff, because, I mean, I would set the over-under of your total bets at roughly uh, 20. Two and a half. I don't know. I, are we? Where, where are we in the ballpark? I, I, we'll, we'll see. I'm only. Oh, I'm, on, I'm only. I'm only bringing up ten here on this show. We're doing the. We're doing we're, the we're David doing Letterman. The, we're, we're doing, doing the top the, ten. We're doing the letter. We're doing, we're doing a Letterman <laughs> style. Uh, I, I don't know if it'll be as com- comedic as that. Though we'll try. We'll, we'll try. We'll, we'll do our best. But you did point out something I, that it bears talking about. And again, the unique nature of betting the Super Bowl, where normally when you're line shopping a game, it is extremely easy to do so. It, <laughs> yeah. There is a set number of things you can bet a set number of books where you can bet them at and you check and it takes maybe 30 seconds to do so. But the prop market for the Super Bowl is so much different and it's not just the the raw amount of props that are out there, Jeff. It is the way that you, you mentioned the wording of some of these and, and the very slight manipulations and variables that you see in some of the prop markets and, and how the juice uh, is altered. So like, I found myself, there are a lot of scenarios this week where as you go and try to shop around for props, I mean, it feels like you're doing some investigative, uh, you know, hard-hitting journalism here. You're having to go deep, and you're just—it's like you're—it's like the doom scrolling for betters. You're going through your apps. It's like a you know a never-ending scroll here. That I wonder, Jeff, you're like for the, for especially for new betters out there, and there are many of them now joining us who are in these newly legalized jurisdictions. It's one thing just to say, all right, I want to bet the Bengals versus the Rams, and I'm going to look at see what book has four or four and a half, or which book has forty-nine versus forty-eight and a half on a total. That's one thing. How do you tackle this, though, when you're looking at, at, at a prop market for a Super Bowl that's got hundreds, over a thousand options, and it's not just that there are so many books that offer the same props, it's that you have slight alterations of, of you know very similar props that are at very different juices and prices. Well, and also, too, one big thing, check your wording yeah, yeah. from your book. That's a very important thing, because you may be betting one, you may want to bet one thing, and because the wording is slightly different at book A as opposed to book B, you may end up at you just make sure you're betting. I mean, right we prop. like to think of ourselves as experts yeah. in the English language, but you know, you yeah. gotta, you, you, just make just make sure specifics. that you make sure you're betting the right thing for for one. My process, Ben, very simple. Uh, I, I usually let these markets settle unless if there is an over that I really love, which this year there really wasn't. At least one that I didn't think that was going to be bet against me, which mm-hmm. ended up playing out the way. I have a now a, because technology is good. I have a giant Google Doc that was five pages long. Uh, that had about 120 to begin with, and we parsed that thing way down over the week, depending on how numbers either moved for us, against us, uh, and uh, landed on uh, 
at least the 10 that you'll see there you that go. You'll, you'll see uh, later in the program. I have to have a system and I'll, there's a couple that I have where again there's there's in that it's that weird fine line of there are slightly different ways to bet the props I just happen to land on on the ones that I I liked where it was at and and the number based on where it was at as well. So we'll get into those as the show continues. You mentioned, Jeff, we're in the middle of our 56 hours. Mm-hmm. We're hour 27, 27 of 56 uh, here on vcin.com. And coming up tomorrow, we have every angle and analysis of the big game covered for you, starting with Point Spread Sunday, then the Lombardi line, followed by an exclusive one-on-one interview with Brent Musburger and legendary sports better Billy Walters. This exclusive one-hour interview is only on VEASAN. Then we have you covered all the way up to kick off with our pregame coverage. During the game, we have our BetCast that will tell you what props are cashing during the game as well as helping to make in-game bets. VEASAN, the sports betting network, is completely free all weekend long at vcin.com. We are just getting started. Four hours for you here on vcin Bet Center. We'll discuss the quarterbacks and their props on the other side as we continue. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is Beth Center on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. Join the playoff action with the Supercuts Fantasy Super Series. Play free fantasy football and basketball in this eight-part contest series and compete for a cut of $45,000 in total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash Supercuts now to get in on the action. It's not just any haircut. It's Supercuts. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details as we are back. Just getting started. Hour one of four here on VSIN Bet Center, part of our 56 hours of big game coverage leading up to Super Bowl 56 as we're back with Jeff Parles. I'm Ben Wilson. We will build off what you just talked about, Jeff. You're the first prop bet of, of the, the releasing of the props from one Jeff Parles as we get into the quarterbacks because that, look, outside of betting the spread, the total, potentially a money line as well, these are the props that will be probably, you would think, the most bet outside of the novelty, you know, outside of the coin, uh, coin toss props and stuff like that, which we'll, we'll discuss all the novelty props later. But specifically, you bet Joe Burrow uh, to not throw an interception. I found it interesting that you look at some of the juice here. We'll start with uh, Burrow as, as the quote-unquote uh, visiting team in this game. It's interesting. His, the juice here on the yes interceptions, Jeff, is actually like you're getting a good number right now because this opened more like even money. It was minus 120 earlier. Up in some shops as high as minus 145, Burrow to throw an interception. So you can get the plus money now uh, coming back on the no there. 
which which you are doing. Uh, plus 105 is the number I am seeing most shops. Uh, having said all that, we have seen some of the movement to, to the over on his passing yardage now creeping up above. We're showing 276.5 on our screen. I see some 277.5 out there now. Yeah, I, look, uh, Ben, as we know, when the public is starting to get involved, it does take a lot of money to move things, but what is the public like doing more than anything? Betting overs. Life's too short to bet the unders is a pretty uh, common phrase by some. So, yeah, look, I, I'm not surprised that you're starting to see these numbers creep up. I am surprised, though, to see the interception number creep up on, on Burrow. I, I thought there would be some resistance at some point on people taking plus prices on the interception mm-hmm. market. You see DraftKings is plus 110. That's more of a predominant number. That plus 145 at BetMGM, if that's still there, is phenomenal. That's a number that I would took. I would take Circa uh, had plus 130 when I bet it uh, on Thursday, that prop. I thought that was going to be as high as it was going to get. For what it's worth, Stafford's has basically stayed the same. Not a, not yeah, much movement Stafford, there. Stafford's, I don't want. I do think he's going to throw. I would lean to betting the over, but I don't want to lay minus 160 on a on a guy who's played really well the, this whole postseason. He just has been really good. Again, we know Matthew Stafford is capable of blowing up in a circumstance. Mm-hmm. We saw it multiple times during the regular season. But it just, I, I don't like laying a dollar sixty, especially against a Bengal defense that, yeah, I know they picked off Mahomes twice in the AFC title game to pick Tannehill off right. three times in the AFC divisional round. They're not really a ball-hawking defense. They just aren't. That's not how they're built. Uh, they're really bend but don't break more than anything. They just happen to uh, take advantage of Tannehill really being horrible in that game. And, Look, uh, they, the adjustments their coaching staff made in the second half against Kansas City two times, as impressive as it gets. Well, well we see him too, as is part of Lee, and we look at some of these defensive numbers for Cincinnati, not exactly numbers that jump off the page to you outside of the fact that they have been a top five run defense, not something that the Rams really rely on anyway. But it's part of the reason why I have not been interested to get involved in the Stafford props market at all. And it's it's partially because We've seen the Cincinnati defense as a whole, especially in this playoff run, even when they've had success, they're so high variance. We, I mean, we saw the first three drives. I think you, what you were texting me. This is like Gus Bradley and the chargers all yeah, over again. The it like, championship yeah. game. Yeah. And all of a sudden they're shutting down uh, the greatest quarterback of our, of our current uh, generation here with Patrick Mahomes and couldn't do anything. Three points in the second half. That's partly why to me, and it's why you, as we, we open the show saying this, this number feels really, really tight and on it. There's not, and as you expect, it is the Super Bowl, the, the sharpest line of the year. That's why, to me, Jeff, I, I, I do have the sense that this will this is bleeding over to the Stafford props when you consider, I think the difficult, most difficult way to handicap this game is to try and figure out what exactly will we see and how effective will this Bengals defense be Sunday? I think that's a million-dollar question, isn't it? I yeah. just so well, I don't want to well, bet Stafford well, props. Yeah, no, look, I was very light on Ram-related props this year. I just, I just was usually... Again, I, I think this year may be also a little bit a little bit more difficult for me going into it because we ended up with a, a matchup that was just so out of left field. Like, you, you kind of, at least I did, and, and I'm sure uh, some will, will disagree with me on this, but when you have Tom Brady in the Super Bowl double-digit times, you kind of know what you're getting in right. the Super Bowl. That's a good point. Uh, pa- Patrick Mahomes, if, if the Chiefs had just held the 21-3 lead, held the line in that AFC title game, at least know what you're going to get out of the Kansas City Chiefs in a, in, a, in a big spot like this now. You don't really know, even though the Rams were there not too long ago, this is essentially a pretty different group offensively. 
Obviously, it was Goff playing quarterback in that game. Cooper Cup wasn't in that game because of the torn ACL. Odell Beckham was still a New York Giant at that point. So it's a very different group and all the running backs, except Sony Michelle was on the Patriots scoring the only touchdown of that game. Henderson and Akers weren't in the league yet. So it's very it's a very different handicap for a unit, even though we've seen Sean McVay coach in this game and get schooled by Bill Belichick in that Super Bowl. It's very different. So it's it's not as formulaic as it's been mm-hmm. in, the, in the past few years for me. I know you can say, oh, you had the Chiefs and the 49ers two years ago. Uh, two teams that hadn't been there. The 49ers, totally different group from what it was the previous one with Kaepernick and Harbaugh with Shanahan and Jimmy G. Even that felt a little bit easier to handicap than this one. And doesn't that lead you into thinking, as we'll, we'll also discuss the MVP odds as well with this, and we do it along with these quarterbacks since mm-hmm. the traditional thinking, Jeff, has been, all right, nine you of the last 12, you're, you're better off. Whatever team you think will win, just bet that team's quarterback to win Super Bowl MVP. Are you th- and the numbers, Stafford in the plus 135 range is your short shot. Burrow number two at plus 225. I've heard a lot of discussion uh, on that, and, and there have been some better numbers out there you can get. But the, lo- the prevailing discussion is this is just something that we're used to, and there's no point in going against it because it is the ultimate Super Bowl trend and, and how these games normally take place. Are you of the, uh, feeling the suggestion like it's maybe not as set in stone for a matchup like this, given all those things you just you just laid out, and you would maybe be staying away from one of those markets? By the way, congratulations to Trent Taylor for making the list here, I will say. But uh, but look, Ben, I, I will say this. The path for, for stat, the path for both of these guys obviously is obvious. If their team wins and they're not terrible, they're more than likely going to win. With that said, you look at Burroughs, the Cincinnati, a Cincinnati victory, Ben. Unless if Von Bell or Eli Apple or anyone on that defense, Wuzier, anyone on the defense has multiple pick sixes in this game, if Stafford blows up, that's really the only way I see a Bengal that isn't Joe Burrow winning the MVP. That's the only way I see it. If The problem with betting anyone else on the Bengal offense, I don't see... Mixon having a big game running the ball, so throw that out. And let's say Jamar Chase goes for 200 yards receiving. That means Joe Burrow probably threw for 400. And if Joe Burrow throws for 400, he's winning the MVP of the game if Cincinnati wins. The Rams' path, is uh, the, St- the Stafford path, there are ways to see him not win the award, even with a big game. Because if Odell Beckham goes out and has a huge game, Cooper Cup does what he's done all year, there, to me, feels like there's enough. Again, remember, humans vote on this, so you have to think narrative-wise. Mm-hmm. I think there's enough narrative-wise for Cup and Beckham. If either one of them has a huge game, even if Stafford throws for like 340, you can see an angle where Cup or Beckham wins the MVP. So I think there's an, an avenue where the Rams win the game and Stafford doesn't win MVP. But unless if you get something weird defensively speaking, I don't see a path where Burrow doesn't win the MVP if Cincinnati wins. Well, you have, haven't even mentioned Aaron Donald, who most books have reported yeah, coming into the weekend that. that they have that is the, that is the one player to win Super Bowl MVP. They've taken the most uh, bets and taken the highest handle on. So you're uh, you're it's, it's I mean Sun Shops cut that down from you know sixteen to one down to twelve to one range here. I, I'd rather have Von Miller if I if I'm having a Ram defensive lineman. I I really would. I and look, can Donald win the award? Sure, but. Talking about, again, defensive players don't win Super Bowl MVP. Von Miller. It takes a lot. Von Von Miller's Super Bowl 50 might have been the best defensive individual performance ever in in a Super Bowl. 
the Seahawks one was 43-8. to eight. That's why you had a defensive player win the MVP of that game. Dexter Jackson, that was another. That was a blowout, too, and you ended up with a random MVP. Also, fans had a little more to do with it. There was more of a fan vote mm-hmm. in that one uh, than there was in the past, or more recently, I should say. But, uh, look, I, I, I don't – I would not bet any defensive players. I know our guy Jason Weingarten said take, he, that he took Eric Weddle at a massively mm-hmm. high number. I don't see that. Why not? Jason uh, Jalen Ramsey. Uh, Jalen Ramsey. I almost like uh, uh, Jalen Ramsey at hundred to one fifty, even down to seventy five to one. I like that more than Donald at short of twenty, shorter than twenty to one. Well, and the point being is there are other ways to bet this. In, in about oh, twenty yeah. minutes, we'll discuss some of the sack props, the tackle pl- props, because those are those are interesting. Uh, real quick, the last thing on these quarterback mm-hmm. props, the, one of the more, I'd argue the most popular one has been the Burrow over 36 and a half passing attempts. Are you in, in belief of that, given what you kind of sur- surmised on the overall Bengals passing strategy here? I'm not touching it. Don't want to bet it under, though. I know that's yes. been a popular one. I, yeah. I try to, st- I, at least that's, our, I think, both of our philosophies. Try to stay away from the super popular ones, but that's one where if you were trying to talk me into one, I think you could talk me into the over 36 and a half past attempts on Joe Burrow. All right, when we come back, it's time to bring him on. The hit king, Pete Rose, joins the show here on VSIN Bet Center. This is Beth Center on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. Questions about betting the Super Bowl? Wondering about how to hedge? Or maybe you're looking for unusual props or insights from one of our hosts? Well, the VSIN Big Game Help Desk is here for you. Submit your questions at vsin.com slash Super Bowl, and it could be answered by our experts on air, like Jeff Barnes, or on vsin.com. As we continue, VSIN Bet Center, 56 hours our coverage, part of Super Bowl 56. We're back with Jeff Barnes. I'm Ben Wilson, Brian Ortega, our producer. It is time, though, to bring in our first guest of this show. He is Major League Baseball's hit king. He is Pete Rose. He also uh, hosts a podcast these days, Jeff. I just happen to co-host it with him. It's Pete Rose's Daily Picks, which you can hear on Apple Podcasts. Uh, Pete, the hit king himself, joins us now. Pete, a long time no see, uh, by the way, but uh, great to welcome you in. How are you? I made it back. uh, I'm happy to be back. I'm just trying to get all these experts' picks on the game tomorrow. Now, I just left Cincinnati for two or three days, and Ben, I'm going to tell you, if the Bengals get beat, that is going to be one big bummer for that city of Cincinnati. They are, they are revved up. They are revved up for this game. I think the last time they were in a Super Bowl was the year I got suspended, 1989. So it's been pretty long of a time, and and uh, the city's really behind this team. It's amazing, Ben, what one guy, one guy, and that would be Joe Burrow, how he can change the attitude of the team, the Bengals, and of the city, Cincinnati. All of a sudden, they're who day fans uh, from out of the woodwork. And uh, if, if, if they don't win that game tomorrow, it's going to be a sad, sad week for Cincinnati. Do you think, Pete, just in general, though, like what this year has been for Cincinnati football? First, you have the Bearcats. I know you're, you're a big fan of the Bearcats. Yeah. They go to the uh, to the, the, the college football playoff. You have the Bengals. And you think about just that city in general, who uh, since the Reds last won a World Series title back in uh, 1990, you mentioned uh, that, that infamous right. year, 89. 
It's been a, it's been a huge drought. It, it's, you know, I'm, I'm sure for you, you've been so close to that city and you haven't gone, gone back there. I know you were just there this week, but being inducted into the Reds Hall of Fame a few years ago. I mean, what is the general feel just of, of the city as a whole? I mean, can you put into perspective what it's like to be in a city like that in the Midwest that's had so much futility here over the last really three decades? Well, I don't think they even worry about that. I, I think they're more concerned with uh, the Bengals this year because, uh, uh, you know, they won the conference. They won two playoff games. They they won one playoff game when Joe Burrow got sacked nine times. I don't know how you do that. Then they come back in Kansas City down 21 to three, and they come back and hold Kansas City to three points in the second half, which is always hard to do in Kansas City. Uh, so they might be, a, a, you know, a, a team just uh, – a destiny team. I don't. I don't know if there's such thing in a Super Bowl, but I. I don't know if their defense is going to be as good as LA's defense. That's that's what worries me about that game. Uh, I don't think either quarterback uh, is going to have enough time to throw those deep balls. But everybody's predicting a, a high scoring game over 48 and a half. I think is the line. And what are most of your callers saying, uh, Ben? Can you can you? Relay that message. <laughs> hey, look, Pete, you're you're of you are one of them. You're, I mean, you're one of our experts here. I mean, I'll tell you this though. I mean, a lot of lot of early money on Cincinnati and and to the under, but we've started to see some of the some of the Rams backers come in uh, here late, and you know, you just you wonder. I mean, I know for you, Pete, uh, and you can tell us, you know, share with our listeners how you, because you're you're based here in Las Vegas now, and I know you're betting on a lot of a lot of different games. You'll be betting on the Super Bowl uh, in general. You're a fan of the overs and uh, and the home teams. This is not really a home team necessarily for LA, although they are playing in their home stadium. I have to imagine based on those, uh, those two things with you, with your general sense in betting, you're probably going to be looking at the Rams in the over here, right? You're absolutely right, Ben. Uh, I think it's going to, I hope it's a high scoring game because anytime you have a Super Bowl or any NFL game, and it's a high scoring game. It's a fun game to watch. I don't want no 14 to eight game or no 20 to 12 game. You know, I want to see some scoring and, and, and you know what? A lot of people are getting, uh, getting hung up on here is, is uh, Stafford when he was with Detroit. Yeah, I, I think you know this, Ben, but every year this guy would throw over 4,000 yards. He just was on a bad team in Detroit. He never won, but some people were saying, I don't know if you believe this or not, if, if he wins that game tomorrow, he's got a good shot of going to the Hall of Fame. I mean, that's how good his statistics are when he plays for Detroit. He didn't win, but he still put, and I know they were always behind, so consequently they were probably throwing a lot of passes. But Matthew Stratford could have a great game or he could have a bad game. Joe, Joe Burroughs haven't had too many bad games, uh, but remember Joe the first three or four weeks of the season. He wasn't the Joe Burrow that he is today. So he's grown up this year. So uh, he's won at every level. He won high school. He won at college. He won the Heisman, Heisman Trophy at LSU. So this guy's kind of used to the, the winning. But now uh, the Marvels are on the line. And I was trying to think the other day, Ben, and I couldn't really think back that far. But I was thinking, was I nervous in my first World Series? Because there's a, everybody playing tomorrow is their first Super Bowl. And you get a case of the nerves, I would think, playing in your first Super Bowl. So who's that going to bother the most? What quarterback is that going to affect if it's going to have any effect at all? Those are things you have to put into the, the situation you're thinking about gambling on the game. And, uh, you know, I, that, that's a big deal. 
you know, which quarterback's going to come out, which one's going to be relaxed. And I, I think uh, we, we had guys on the show this week, Ben, and I agree with them. Whatever team that has the fewest turnovers, I think we'll win this game. Pete, uh, Jeff Parles here. Uh, I just want to ask you about the, the coaching in this game because, uh, of course, we look at the players uh, possibly having pressure yeah. and, and, be, and having nerves. Yeah. But what about the coaches? I know this is Sean McVay's second Super Bowl, but yeah. the first go-around yeah. didn't go well. And for, for Zach Taylor, uh, look, I, they, were, they were the worst team in the league the last two years, and now here they are in the biggest game in, in the, uh, for the entire year. Well, those are decisions that these guys got to make, okay? Let's say you're fourth and one at the 48-yard line. Are you going to go for it or are you going to punch? Are you going to play it safe or are you going to gamble? You know, I, and I think there again, uh, whichever coach gambles uh, has a, a good chance of winning the game because when a coach gambles, that puts a good thing in the players' minds. You know, as opposed to, uh, don't think my team can make a yard at the 50-yard line. You know, most of the time when coaches gamble, Ben, I think you'll agree with this. Uh, when coaches gamble, players really look at that as uh, the coach believes in them. And, and, and I think that will be the same tomorrow. So I don't know which coaches are going to gamble at what situation because I don't think it's going to be much of a running game. Uh, I think it's going to be probably 35 to 40 passes on each quarterback. And if that's if that's the case, if, if what, what, quarter, what quarterback is going to get the most time to throw the ball? You know, is there going to be time to throw a lot of deep passes? Because both uh, both defenses can put some pressure on the quarterback. And we all know uh, that L.A.'s quarterback will take more chances than Joe Burrow will. And it's just the way it is. And that's why he's won games this year. Now, mm -hmm. I believe I, I, I'll probably get this wrong, but uh, what were the Bengals? Were the Bengals 10-7? and 7? This year, Pete, your Cincinnati Bengals yeah. winners, winners of the uh, AFC North go ten and seven, and then now, as we sit now, thirteen and seven overall here. So yeah, you're you're right. And, and what's the other team? Okay, uh, Rams. Rams twelve and five, and with the uh, they are sixteen, uh, fifteen and five now with their with their three uh, playoff wins. So there you go. That's a, that's a pretty good record for the NFL these days because it's so competitive. So. Yeah, and. Uh, this is a confusing game, Ben. You know, I shouldn't because of where I was born. I was born three miles from where the the uh, the Bengals play, and here I'm betting uh, and I'm picking their their opposition in the Super Bowl. I might never be able to go back to Cincinnati. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're you're going out. You would have to be going out on a limb. So I know for you, like this has to be tough because and for a lot of betters, this is the same deal. You've got your where you you want your uh, your heart to be, and then where your head is, and that's how you make a bet, Pete. At the end of the day, where are you going here with uh, with your money on on this game? Given that you got the spread where it's at four four and a half. L.A. and over. L.A. and over. <laughs> Two weeks weeks ago, when the over unders came out, I, I think it, I hope it's a shootout. Uh, I hope it's an exciting game. And if the Bengals win, God bless them. You know, I'm not going to bet that much that it's going to kill me. Uh, but but there again, if the Bengals win, I'll be happy for the city because it will be it will be great for the Queen City if the Bengals would happen to win that game. And like I said, I was just there two or three days, and. That city might die if the Bengals get beat. I mean, that's how revved up the whole city is. 
about this team. Everything, everywhere you go, who they signs, who they signs, who they signs. I mean, I, I had to get out of here. I was who day in the death. <laughs> hey, if they lose, Pete, you'll need to come back again just to you know give, give the people what they want. But we uh, we can't thank you enough for giving us a few time, few minutes of your time, uh, Pete, to help preview the Super Bowl. Again, he is the hit king. Pete Rose uh, joining us here on Visa. He likes the Rams and he likes the over tomorrow. Pete, God, I know it's going to be a, you're going to be a nervous wreck tomorrow watching the game for your home Cincinnati Bengals. But thank you so much for joining us, and we'll catch up with you soon. All right. Ben, you are the best, buddy. Oh. You're too kind. Thank you, sir. Good and good luck with your bets. All right, we because that's what we you know we're, we're wishing for everybody. To have good luck with their bets. Now, that is Pete Rose. We will take a break and come back. We continue our Super Bowl preview as we roll on right here on Veasan Bet Center. At Bet three six five, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. is Bet Center on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. Coming up tomorrow, Billy Walters, the Michael Jordan of sports betting, sits down with VSN for only his second interview ever. His first was with 60 Minutes, and now he joins legendary broadcaster Brent Musburger for an in-depth conversation discussing the current state of sports betting. Advice to gamblers based on his life as a sports better, as well as his upcoming memoirs. This exclusive interview is only available on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Then watch the complete interview tomorrow at noon Eastern, only on vsin.com. As we welcome you back, talking about legends on, on that on the screen right there, Jeff Parles, Ben Wilson back with you on VSIN Bet Center. What a what a treat to be joined by Pete Rose. And it also you know, reminds us as we get ready for the Super Bowl and betting. I mean, Pete, he's, he's just one of us, man. He, he just, he's just trying to cash a ticket and enjoy his Sunday. <laughs> well, and also, too, just the Cincinnati angles, of course, yeah. Yeah. as well with Pete. Uh, but uh, you, you do, uh, you do the, the podcast with, with, with Pete uh, every single day of the week. And uh, look, uh, from, from what uh, you've told me off the air, it, it, that, uh, that was exactly what I expected from Pete. And, uh, not, not, not much of a surprise that he likes the over. Not much not of a, a surprise. Not a, not a surprise at all. Look, at there were a couple of times I tried to talk him into unders, and he was just like, I, no, you're not. I, I'm, I'm sorry. We're not doing it. We're not going under. And he, this is what it is. Uh, yeah, we, we, we had uh, Ron Jaworski on the podcast this week to, uh, to help us break down the game. There you go. It was a real treat for me. Get, and I was... I, I was not I, I was not worthy of being uh, in that uh, in that studio. <laughs> Jaworski, Rose, and then just me. Uh, anyway, we continue on though, and and Pete uh, Rose, the first of our three guests that we'll have on the show tonight. We're going to hear from Mike Pereira, who's going to be on our Vsin Betcast tomorrow. 
as our rules expert. He is uh, the official expert for Fox, but uh-huh. he is in town. He's going to join us in studio a little bit later in the show, and we'll also visit with our pal, Dwayne Colucci, see how the book is uh, is taking in the weekend action over at the Rampart Race and Sportsbook. But, uh, Jeff, as we continue to dive into more of the prop markets, we go from the offensive end and the quarterbacks, where we started the show, now to the defensive end. You made the, the case that betting on, an, on a defensive player to win MVP, while maybe the sexy, chic thing to do, as many betters have done, specifically with Aaron Donald, cutting his price down from 16 now to 12 to 1, as low as Donald is in some, some shops. There are more efficient, smarter ways to bet these defensive guys. Sack props are one of them. Are those int- of interest to you at all when you look at, I, I say it, they're more efficient ways to bet them, but at the same time, Aaron Donald is minus 200 just to simply record a sack in uh, tomorrow night's game. So uh, let's take Donald here because Donald, that's the guy who you've said has been bet. Bet MGM has moved his number from from 18 to 1 down to 11 to 1 to win the MVP, <laughs> which is just Jeez. an astronomically low number for a defensive player. The smarter way for me to bet this, and I don't have any of these bets in pocket. I don't, I don't love betting defensive props. There's too many things that can happen in the course of a game that makes it hard to get there. Even though, of course, last year, as I say this, last year I, I had a Shaq Barrett MVP ticket that, of course, ended up going to waste because Tom Brady ended up winning the MVP of that game last year. But what I would look to do here is, if you think Aaron Donald's going, if you if you think Aaron Donald has a chance to win the MVP, and you want to bet Aaron Donald to win the MVP, you should take every Aaron Donald prop that you can find over, because the way Aaron Donald wins the MVP of this game is if he has definitely recording a sack, the minus 200 would cash easily if he wins the MVP. Uh, He'd probably have to recover a fumble. He probably maybe even would have to score a touchdown in this game. So look for those exotic props with Donald to at least couple it with your MVP bet because for your MVP bet to even have a chance or even do it in lieu of the MVP bet because in order for your MVP bet to even have a chance, you're going to need Aaron Donald to have, like Von Miller did in Super Bowl 50, a historically good defensive game for this game. Or a pick six, a fumble six, mm-hmm. something in that regard to give Aaron Donald a chance to win the MVP. So that would be the way I would play with Donald. Uh, you look at the other defensive players on, on sack props. I think this is a game for Von Miller more than Aaron Donald anyway. I know that the Bengals have been weaker at guard than tackle this year. But it just feels like a game for Von Miller where we have seen him in the in big spots come up huge. Obviously, Super Bowl 50, we've mentioned multiple times here. Winning the MVP mm-hmm. of that game, arguably the best defensive performance ever by in a Super Bowl period. Had that strip sack fumble that turned into the first touchdown of that Super Bowl of Cam Newton. Had multiple sacks after that as well. Wrecked havoc all game. I like minus 150. I think that's solid. Uh, that's not too high on Donald, or excuse me, on Miller mm-hmm. to uh, record a sack at minus 150. Cincinnati side is tough. Hubbard is probably the one that stands out based off those prices at plus 155. But I wouldn't look to bet anyone else. Uh, I, again, you're laying you're laying a dollar fifty, but Von Miller, yes, on the sack would probably be the way I would look to play this individual mm-hmm. market with the names that are on our screen. Well, you think about, too, in the era now, and we don't have the benefit of this being in the Nevada jurisdiction, but in the in the era of the same game parlay where, you know, just kind of thinking of what you bring up, where yep. a number of things have to happen, especially you're thinking about, like, the path for Aaron Donald winning Super Bowl MVP. A lot of things have to happen. Now, like, Aaron Donald anytime touchdown score is, is not an option, uh, at least in, in our, you know, looking at DraftKings, that's, that's not an option there. 
uh, nor, you know, essentially it's, you have the sack prop, you have the tackle prop, but let's just say you parlay both of those together. We, we have our, you know, our tackle prop, which Donald right now, minus 115 uh, each way on the four and a half tackles. So like, if let's just say you were to, you were to parlay both of those, I mean, you can, you, you parlayed his yes sack and his over tackles. That's a plus a one eighty. I mean, is that, is that one of those things that would uh, be of interest to you doing it like that? And at least giving yourself a plus money outcome that is very much more reasonable than, than the long shot Super Bowl. MVP yeah. yeah look, look, I, I think that's a good way to do it. Especially look at uh, DraftKings and, and other big books in the new jurisdictions all have same game parlays they've had mm-hmm. for the entire NFL season. So yes, that would be a, a better way. Now look at again, again, you gotta be, you gotta be careful. Sometimes those numbers aren't quite as good as that plus plus one eighty that you, that you said, Ben, sometimes they may dip because they're correlated, but look, there are ways to bet those same game parlay markets that you can end up with some big numbers anyway if you're throwing in some stuff that, again, like, again, Aaron Donald scoring a, a touchdown where some books aren't even offering Aaron Donald to score a touchdown. Maybe you just throw the Rams' defense in there to score a touchdown. Again, it, it really, to me, is, I think it's going to take a ton for Aaron Donald to win the MVP of this game. And it also would take a very bad offensive, a, a mediocre, I should say, mediocre to bad performance offensively for uh, the for the Rams, so Stafford doesn't have a big numbers mm-hmm. game. Cup goes under his receiving total. Beckham is either slightly under, either under his total or slightly over his receiving receiving total. But no big plays mixed in there. There's a lot that has to happen for a defensive player on the Rams side to win the award. Right, but and maybe the the solution too is target some of the other defensive players that will likely come out with some of the lower. Tackle numbers. We've got, as we see what the matchup looks like, that you look at the Bengals offensive line versus the Rams defensive line, and it's something we started the show, Jeff, laying out. There's There have been kind of two sides of this argument. One is, all right, well, Cincinnati has two weeks. They will figure out a way, even the num- though the numbers are bad. And to me, I don't really understand that argument because we saw that be the predominant argument last year for the Kansas City Chiefs, who had a very similarly bad metrically speaking offensive line going into that game against Tampa Bay. And remember, the, the predominant theory was, all right, it's Andy Reid, it's Patrick Mahomes, it's the Chiefs. They'll figure out a way to not get their line blown up. And then what happened? Tampa Bay was all over Patrick Mahomes the whole game. You look at a matchup like this where the Rams, number one in ESPN's uh, pass rush win rate, run stop win rate as well. And Cincinnati was 30th uh, in that same metric protecting the passer this year. So I get the whole two weeks of, of adjustments time here, Jeff, but in what world do you do we really see if we're going by the numbers and, and the eye test and everything we've seen this year a world in which multiple Rams, not just Donald and, and Miller, but in a way where that entire defensive line is not all over Joe Burrow and at least making him, him forcing him in do quick hurried throws all, all game. No, look at that's definitely a scenario. And if the Rams win by blowout, that will be what happens. It will be that Burrow at no time. It will be a scenario probably where the, again, asking for nine sacks like Tennessee got is a little that's insane, a yeah. but it, let's say the Rams have four and a half, five, or excuse me, four sacks, five sacks, as a unit, you're probably going to see an uphill battle for Cincinnati to have a real chance here. But here's the one problem, and we saw this last year in the Super Bowl, too. The Buccaneer defense was dominant, but it was a collective dominance, not an individual right. dominating. And that would worry me. Like, let's say Donald has a sack and a half. Miller has a sack. Floyd has a sack and a half. Eric Weddle has a big defensive play. Ramsey has a pick. And the, and the Rams win 31-10. It might be tough for any individual player to stand out because the collective unit was so dominant. And, and look, 
you just look at those names on those bang on that Bengals offensive line. Yeesh. I mean, it's just it is amazing that they have managed to make it to the Super Bowl with that being the offensive line. Adina Jay, of course, played a little right guard as well before being benched in the AFC title game for Carmen. But it, it is it is amazing that that unit has been able to get to this point. But look, Joe Burrow, as, as Pete said, Joe Burrow, Joe Cool has defied it all in this postseason and just, it hasn't mattered that he's been on his back this whole postseason. He's found a way. The one I'm tempted by, I cannot pull the trigger with how the steam has come on it, but three and a half sacks te- for the team for the Rams over at minus 105. It's tempting. I'm not going to pull it. I don't hate it. We we still have a lot to get to uh, as we continue on. Our preview of Super Bowl 56 will roll on with a segment we call Let's Get It Over With. Talk some props. We think might go over next. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.